first, or excuse me, Second John chapter one. We'll read down a few verses. Uh, we'll read down to verse eight. For or Second John, verse number one says, "The elder unto the elect lady and her children, whom I love in the truth, and not I only, but also all they that have known the truth." For the truth's sake, which dwelleth in us, and shall be with us forever. Grace be with you, mercy, and peace from God the Father, and from the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of the Father, in truth and love. I rejoiced greatly that I found of thy children walking in truth, as we have received a commandment from the Father. And now I beseech thee, lady, not as... Though I write a new commandment unto thee, but that which we had from the beginning, that we love one another. This is love, that we walk after his commandments. This is the commandment that, as ye have heard from the beginning, ye should walk in it. For many deceivers are entered into the world who confess not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh. This is the deceiver and an antichrist. Look to yourselves that we lose not those things which we have wrought, but that we receive a full reward. We talked a couple weeks ago when, uh, for a couple weeks, starting out this um, book, kind of what background and what John is trying to uh, get in this short letter. And I kind of mentioned, you know, we might, that based off the study that I had that I believe he's writing to a specific person. Uh, Folks may disagree with that. I had several people come up to me after I taught in the sanctuary a couple weeks ago on that point with disagreement, which is great. I think that's, you know, it's one of those points we can disagree on and have an opinion on. Are you bothering class? (laughs) Brett? And I hope it it, uh, encourages future study for folks. You know, look into these things. And but and when we're, when it involves uh, issues like that, it, you know, it doesn't mean that if you believe one way or the other that you're saved or not saved. It's a it's a it's a interpretation point. But I believe that he's talking to a specific person here who seems uh, evidently to be unmarried. You don't hear uh, him talking about her husband, but uh, has kids, because we have, uh, in verse 1, I'm I'm writing unto the elect lady and her children. John being the elder, uh, the the last living apostle at this time, uh, likely had preached in this church, knew this lady specifically, and had something he wanted to specifically address with her. Um... And through his travels, he felt like, you know, it's, it's not something that I can wait on. I want to get this point to her. So I'm going to write a short letter to her. And he was writing to caution her or rebuke her lightly, but in a loving way about, we hear this emphasis on truth in this book, which fits Go back to 1 John. We heard that same uh, language uh, from John when he, as he wrote 1 John. But he's writing to her, you know, listen, we got to support truth, but we have to show discernment in who we're supporting to make sure we're supporting truth. 
We can't risk as uh, our faith in supporting false teachers. I mean, that's a it's a dangerous, dangerous thing that we should allow a false teacher into our um, network, into our home, into our church, into our religion. Um, it can cause tremendous, tremendous problems, and that's why John is trying to make this point with her, and we'll see that later on in the coming weeks. But in verse 4 is kind of where I picked up today, and you'll see he starts off and he says, I rejoiced greatly that I found of thy children walking in the truth. And when I sat here and I studied that and I read, you know, a bunch of commentaries and prayed about it and looked at it, the more I looked at it, the more I'm like, my goodness, that just fits the Mother's Day message right there. It just fit perfectly. John's saying, you know, he remember, John's not with her. He's in another town. Have you ever been somewhere far off and run into somebody, you know? I mean, it's almost weird. I was in Washington, D.C. Uh, when I was at the FBI Academy, and one evening we decided we were going to go into D.C. and walk around the, the mall and look at some monuments, and we were walking by the Vietnam War Memorial. This is like, what is this, 1,500 miles away, thereabouts, and I looked up, and there's one of the officers I work with at Ponca PD. Uh, Bobby Pruitt was his name at the time. And I looked up, I'm like, Bob! And he looks up and he's like, yeah, it was just weird. It's like, seriously? We're halfway across the country and you have run into somebody you know. It was one of the strangest kind of feelings. So I went, uh, hey, what's going on? Yeah, we're here for a vacation. We just happened to be standing in line at the Vietnam Memorial. But it really goes to show you at any point, living your testimony is important. Because if you're like, well, you know, yeah, I know I believe the, the, all these things, and I really do, and I, I, I have a Christian testimony, but I'm all the way across the country. I'm going to let my hair down. You know? I'm going to, you know, maybe I'll... I can do something out here. Nobody's going to know, right? I'm not going to run into anybody I know. 1,500 miles away and then boom, right? You never know who's watching. You never know who's watching or who's going to see you or even the, the strangers that are there that watch you. Are any else, anybody else here just a people watcher? When I was at the ball game, I spent more time people watching than I did probably watching the game. Watching the little kids with their uh, mom and dads, you know, just enjoying the game, trying to catch the foul balls and stuff. Or, you know, just, just different things that catch your eye, different conversations that are going on. I mean, I'm, I just like people watching. If we go to the mall, I'm not shopping. Now, I walk with Cindy. She goes into the store. I sit on the uh, bench outside, and I watch people. 
I just like people watching. And you really, you can tell who is, quote, maybe good and not good, who probably is a Christian and who's probably not many times. Pastor says all the time he gets pointed out as a preacher everywhere he goes. I used to get pointed out as a cop everywhere I went to, you know, because you just act a certain demeanor. That happened to you ever, where you just kind of get pointed out as yeah, first responder? Like too long ago. Right? Yeah. So it just, you never know who's watching you and what influence you're going to have on that person. What's your testimony? Uh, what what uh, influence that's having. And here we have John in this totally separate town, and he comes across some of this elect lady's children. Now, if you look at the, how this verse is written, it does not say all of her children. It says, uh, "Grace be, or, uh, I rejoice greatly that I have found of thy children walking in truth. If you look at these words, and multiple commentaries agree with this, they say, the way it's written, he says, I found some of your children walking in truth. Not all of them, but there were a couple. You know, maybe she had three, four, five kids, but he saw a couple in this town, and they were walking in truth. They were walking their faith. They were, they were doing, they were uh, ministering, they were at services, they were doing something that John just, he's like, as a former pastor, probably at this church, he knew the family had ministered to the family, had seen the kids grow up, and then in this other community, far away, he sees them walking in the truth. And can you imagine <clears throat> what that feels like? Any parent can. As your kids grow up, and you see them, they do that thing, and you're like, yeah. You know, I've teaching them and I'm trying to teach them and I'm trying to teach them and someday it seems like they're not listening and then you see them out of the corner of your eye doing something not because they know you're watching but because they know it's the right way to do it and the the confidence and the the, the praise God that you know they're they're do they're that something's taking right um I can imagine that feeling with, you know, pastor. You know, I've been being here 37, 38 years, something like that, right? And over the years, seeing generations come through here and seeing the children that he served, uh, that he ministered to in the youth program when he was the youth minister grow to adulthood now and serving in the church or serving in another church and just, just praising God and you know just going you know you know we're doing we're, we're doing something right here right you see kids that were this big at one time yeah running like crazy people up and down the halls and they're carrying their Bibles and walking with their wives or children yep that's gratifying yeah exactly it is um I had a lady walk in my office at the insurance agency several months ago, and I had arrested her multiple times, multiple times, drugs, you name it, she'd went to jail. But we sat and we talked, and she shared how she's now living in Bartlesville, has her own business, has been clean for multiple years, 
Um, does ministry for one of the uh, prisons near there, I mean, has just changed your life. And I'm like, that's neat to see. That's neat to see. I had another lady who I don't even remember come to me and say, you know what, I was through the police department years ago and I had tried to harm myself. I was on suicide watch in the holding cell up front. And I was a basket case. And you came by and you stopped, pulled up a chair and just talked to me. I don't even remember this. I don't. And that's, I don't know, I, it's not out of character necessarily, but it would have been probably rare. But she said, and it just always kind of stuck with me. And I was like, oh, that's, it's kind of neat to hear that, you know, your time that you think was just almost wasted that it, no you had an impact on people's lives and john is saying you know what here i'm gonna i need to let her know i need to let her know that she raised these children right and what she's doing is a good thing so he includes in his letter and he says i want to let you know i found some of your children walking in truth and can you, as a mother and as a father, you can just imagine the how good that felt for her. Probably nervous and scared that her children are in another community, not knowing, are they really doing what they say they're telling me they're doing? <laughs> right? I tease my daughter all the time. She was like, well, oh, she come back um, up here for Mother's Day, and she showed up yesterday, and she's staying at the house. And she said, I'm tired. I'm like, why? She goes, well, we were out till like 11.30 Friday night. And I went, doing what? <laughs> what are you doing till 11.30 at night? I mean, she's 27 and has a career and everything, <laughs> but they never stop being your kids, right? <laughs> I'm like, what are you doing till 11.30? Oh, we were out with the church group. Oh, okay. <laughs> I guess. You know, you're always worrying. So it's good to hear when you hear something... When they do something good, it's not just because they know somebody's watching, right? I mean, we're all kind of like that to an extent. Mom's watching. Better do it the way she wants. But it's when people aren't watching and you still do it that way that it really satisfies you. So he notices uh, that they're continuing in their faith and walking in the truth, doing as they were taught doing as they were taught. They were taught in the church and as they were taught at home. Uh, no matter where we are again, at work or at play, we are to live for Christ, right? No matter where we travel, we should do as this dear mother's children did, walk in Christ and maintain a dynamic testimony for Christ. All the time, you can never let your guard down. Never. And it just... I was again I was in my office just Friday I had clients coming in and out all day and then all of a sudden this guy comes in and we start talking about uh, Jesus and God and it's just it finds out he does some ministries this and that you can never let your guard down you don't know who's watching you and what what influence you're gonna have on somebody at any moment good or bad, hmm? good or bad. Good or bad. absolutely and have you ever thought about it that way? You know, we talk about, well, um, and we need to be out uh, sharing our faith. 
and we need to be out um, on outreach, knocking doors, right, handing out um, tracks. We need to be out doing that stuff. But have you ever thought that just your day-to-day mundane gassing up the car or in the grocery store buying your groceries that that in and of itself is a form of outreach based off how your testimony at that point is seen by other people and who might witness something that you do because as a Christian there's things that we all do every day that are just regular things that don't seem out of the ordinary for us but to somebody else they would go well, why do you do why do you grab a couple carts and take it to the front every time when you're walking maybe from your car I'm just trying to help somebody out you know we do little things we do little things and somebody witnesses that and they go you know or they witness how you're talking to somebody that you know the cashier's messing up your stuff you know and you maintain your calm because you're just like hey she's just having a bad day so you try to calm her down and and give her some reassurance I'm not upset at you take your time I got nowhere to be and somebody else would be behind you who's just like I'd be ripping on her but they see how you respond and they're like huh huh and maybe they notice that you have a Central Baptist track in your purse or something and they go I want that kind of peace and you didn't say a word to this person but they just seen you. And that person then comes to church. You don't even know who they are, but gets saved, and a, a, a dedicated follower. And all you did was something regular. You ever thought about it that way? As to when we get to heaven, how many people day to day could we possibly have an influence on that ended up getting saved just because of how we responded to a normal situation you know and flip side that God forbid how many people if we did it wrong would be like yeah yeah or you do it wrong and they notice that Central Baptist tract in your purse and you're up there just chewing on that person at Taco Bell because they got the order wrong you know I, it was kind of really hit me when I was reading this. They're off somewhere. They didn't know John was watching. And they ended up in the Bible <laughs> for eternity because they did right. They did as they were taught. And John re, uh, reassured it to the mother. And in, here in verse 4, I rejoiced greatly that I found of thy children walking in the truth as we have received a commandment from my fa- of the of from the father he's saying they're they're showing love they're showing love we've received the commandment to love one another and they're doing that they're doing that and he's getting ready to kind of maybe get on her a little bit but before he does so he's saying you're doing good you're doing good you're doing the right thing you're doing what you need to be doing but then the butt's going to come here in a few verses. But man, the power of just that half a sentence, isn't it? But the praise followed by uh, the other makes it easier. It always does, doesn't it? It always does. You know, they 
they always tell you to to uh, say, something, say good. something good first before you go. Um, always put the butter in there. Yeah, but you know it. But as a parent, getting that type of message from an apostle, saying just any preacher, but this is John, the apostle that Jesus loved, kind of giving you a. At a boy, at a boy, you know this is working out, and you know this mother who's trying her, just trying to live every day and provide for her kids. I I looked up a couple of quotes. George Washington, our first president, said this about his mom: "All I am, I owe to my mother. I attribute all of my success in life to the moral, intellectual, and physical education I received from her." High praise, is it not? Abraham Lincoln. He began the exact same way. All that I am or hope to be, he added. I owe to my angel mother. I remember my mother's prayers and they have always followed me. They have clung to me all my life. What better gift can you provide your kids, grandkids, or... Uh, just people that you have a mother-like influence in, you know, uh, that then to see them, number one, follow Christ, and number two, live a disciplined, godly life. You know, it's there, you know, and they're just constant. They're constant. It's a constant prayer. It's a prayer every day as you're raising them. And even when they're gone, and they're they're 27 you're still you're doing you're praying and you know you just never stop you never so i remember my grandmother both my grandmothers constantly having their bible at their side and they always talked jesus and they always read or hey come up here and we'll read a story my mom not as much but she was real good at shoving us on that church bus every Sunday morning, <laughs> going to Northeast. And I don't even if I didn't feel like going, if I'm still going to go, but I'm just going to go with a sore rear end, <laughs> you know. So, but she, I mean, but I I praise her for that. I really do. Uh, it would have been better for her to be there too. But you know, there it, that's a whole another <laughs> circumstance. But if not for the work that those women did, would I be here today? I don't know. I hope so. But that sure laid a heck of a foundation, I tell you. And, you know, even my grandmother now, who's still with us, you know, she's constantly, she has that Bible sitting at her side. I asked my aunt a while back, can she even read it? She goes, no, but it never leaves her bedside, though. But, you know, it's those gifts. It's, it's that, you know, that day-to-day, just do right. Just follow the truth. Mm-hmm. You know, and as I was sitting studying this, I didn't plan for that to be a Mother's Day lesson. I told my wife, I don't like doing the specific lessons on holidays. It's just trying to twist something. But that fits. Yeah. That 100% fit that little half sentence there. And I'm on page two of my notes from my having like six pages written. 
it just fit. So I hope that as Mother's Day continues for you, uh, and for those of us that aren't mothers, definitely give praise to those in our lives who had that type of influence on us. And I say it may not have been a biological mother, but it was somebody who, when we were young, invested in us and gave us that. Maybe it was a Sunday school teacher from an old church that just had that investment in you and provided that, that foundation for you. But give praise to and honor to those in your life um, that gave you what you're, where you're at today because it's not a given. It's not automatic. It's not automatic that you end up here. It was a choice, right? And then I hope that little that thought about how we go about our day and what influence we may be having on people that just never say anything, never do anything, and you don't even know who these people are, gives you a kind of a, a confidence to go out there and live a live a live a, a good testimony. So, Kim, will you release us in uh, for services, and yes, we'll sir. go down. Our Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you so much for this day. We thank you for the opportunity we have to come to church and learn about your truth, Lord. May we, this coming week, may we search for truth, may we live truth, and may we share for truth. Lord, we just ask your blessing on the worship service to come. Bless the reading and the teaching of your word. Amen. See you next week.